All right, good morning. Welcome to Capital Chat. It is 8.37, and uh, I'm going to welcome our guest, Skylar Bayer, Ph.D. Did I say your last name correct, Bayer? Yep, sounds like the animal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just Bayer, with a little bit of an accent. <laughs> uh, Ph.D., Marine Habitat Resource Specialist uh, with the Habitat Conservation Division of NOAA Fisheries Alaska Regional Office. Mm-hmm. Excellent. How long have you been with them? Uh, just about a year now. We uh, we drove across country for two weeks from Rhode Island, my husband and I, and two dogs, um, just about a year ago. So Wow. Wound yeah. up in Juneau. Yeah. No, we love it here. We were, Excellent. We got suggested to, it was suggested to move here by a friend of mine who lives here, So and we believed her that it was a wonderful place. <laughs> okay. Well, this answers a lot of questions, because the, the reason you were here is because you have a book. And uh, the book was released, I I think you said last month, and you have an event uh, downtown at Hearthside Books tomorrow, is that correct? Yep. uh, Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. And the book is called Uncharted, How Scientists Navigate um, Their Own Health, Research, and Experiences of Bias. Okay. Okay. And now we're talking about in the industry Correct. You're talking about biases in the industry toward toward different scientists for for multiple reasons, uh, health health concerns, uh, disabilities, etc. Yeah. So I think more broadly, we we a lot of these. Uh, it's a book of um, 32 stories from contributors from all different kinds of science disciplines, um, career stages, uh, different different types of demographic groups, um, but they all have either disabilities or chronic illnesses or medical conditions. Um, and disability is a really broad term anyway, and so a lot, uh, we, we went pretty broad with this book in terms of all the different different kinds of conditions people might have and also the different kinds of experiences they may have. Um, but there are a lot of themes within the stories of dealing with uh, prejudice um, and some extra, extra barriers because of the medical conditions that they're dealing with, either short-term or long-term. Um, but some of these stories also are really hopeful and joyful and fun and they're triumphs, so it's not all not all negative but okay. yeah all right so this is uh, how how scientists navigate their own health research and experiences of bias and uh, when we're talking about scientists we're, are we are we very specific about <laughs> biology or or um uh, there's fisheries, a, that kind of a thing? Well, there are a number of marine biologists in there, actually, but but they're not the only groups in there. You know, like one of my stories in there, I'm a marine biologist, but we have people who study astrophysics in there. We have geoscientists. We have social scientists. We have people who work in labs. We have people who go out in the field. Um, so it's really a broad spectrum of types of science. Um, some people have been a scientist for a really long time. We have someone who actually works for U.S. Department of Agriculture who's been doing that for 40 years, who is a story in there. Uh, other people are professors. Other people, Most people actually are just graduate or undergraduate students even. Right. Um, there's a lot of younger voices in this book. So when we're, t- we're talking about this a little bit, uh, I'm wondering what kind of biases are we are, are we uh, <laughs> targeting? I mean, what have you experienced? Why did you get into this? I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I can I can explain a little bit of the origins of that. So, um, 
For my PhD, I was in Maine, and um, I was diagnosed pretty early on in my PhD program with a heart condition that required to have a surgery um, to implant what's called an implantable cardioverter device. It's like it's not quite a pacemaker, but it can do that. And it's uh, in my chest and it's wired to my heart. And it's there basically to defibrillate me in case I run into trouble. And I was 25 when this happened. And at the time, um, I was working in a scuba diving lab. But because of this device and my condition, um, I wasn't allowed to scuba dive anymore. And I really wanted to, but I couldn't. I wasn't allowed. And so it was a very lonely experience for me and my lab group a lot because, you know, we had this big diving project uh, for my PhD that was already planned. And so that was how we we're doing part of it. And, and so, but I couldn't do the diving. I had to help direct. And I learned a lot of really important skills from that. But sometimes there were, you know, there was resentment and, um, sure. and uh, you know, tension about that. But there wasn't anything I could do about it. And so um, I really got into storytelling uh, in graduate school, doing uh, that's like monologues on stage about true personal stories with this group called the Story Collider, which is based in New York, but they're actually everywhere. Um, they're dedicated to humanizing science and sharing personal stories of science. Um, and it was really cathartic to like share these stories. And uh, back in 2018, the executive director of Story Collider, Erin Barker, who's a friend of mine, she said, you know, the story you have about being like on this boat wishing that you could dive but you can't because this heart condition really reminds me of a story that Gabi told uh, this this graduate student at MIT who uh, is a cave researcher um, and she has Ehlers-Danlos syndrome maybe you guys should get together and do something. And so I emailed Gabi and I was like, hey, we want to do a project. We could get lots of voices. Maybe we could do a book. And we had no idea what we were doing, but we we're like, yeah, let's do this. And so Gabi and I, um, we, we got pitches. We wrote an article for Scientific American. We got the attention of an editor from Columbia University Press, a real publisher. And in 2020, we wrote a book proposal. It was approved. And we got to work getting these stories together from 30 other people. So, yeah. Now you're referring to uh, Gabby Serrato Marks. Yes, my co editor for the all book. Right. Yeah. And that is where Uncharted started to grow. Yes, exactly. Okay. Five years ago. Wow. Yeah. It took a, you five years to put it together. It takes a long time for a lot of these books. I mean, unless you're an established author, I think, you know, it can be, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people understand how long it takes to put the, put a book yeah. together because you, you have to be accurate in a lot of the information. Yes. Uh, you have to be accurate or people are going to call you out on it. <laughs> so, uh, Uncharted. Um, this is, uh, it, I read the back of it. It's very interesting and um, some interesting stories in there. Now, uh, was there a part of this in the development of this book, Uncharted, that you just went, oh, I just can't do this anymore? Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I've been very, this has been one of the projects that I've just been so. So it fueled you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh -huh. um, one of the things that was just so exciting about this book, too, was how we put it together and came up with the word Uncharted, actually. Um, both Gabby and I have had experiences being at sea uh, on ships for research or for sailing. 
Um, and we thought a lot about the word chart. And a chart is used in navigation. It's also worked in, used in science for data. And it's also used in the medical field. And so right. we're like uncharted, like, you know, off the course um, in navigation, off the not accounted for in the data in science and not really uh, accounted for in the data in healthcare, you know. And so we're like, well, you know, experiences of dealing with diseases or disabilities or chronic illnesses seems to fall into all those all those categories as we're trying to like navigate our way through life. Um, sure. So that was really exciting. And so the whole book, like the, the structure of it is based around sort of that nautical journey theme. And so we have six sections that are uh, the stories are thematically linked. So for the first section, it's getting underway. So a lot of those stories were like getting your career started or uh, with disability or, or illness or whatever. Um, and all the way through to the last section called I am the captain of my ship, which a lot of those stories are people often reflecting or feeling like they have things under control um, and they're working with their, their ship that they've been given, so to speak, <laughs> to steer the course they want to steer. Sure. So um, that was a lot of fun, you know, structuring it like that. And, and then working with these 30 people who are so dedicated and willing to share these really personal stories. And a lot of them had never written stories like this before. So we worked really hard with them to make sure it was in their voice, but also the best story they could tell. So that leads me to another question here. And that is uh, when when you found somebody that had a story where you went, oh, my gosh, I want to know about this person's story. Was it difficult to get somebody to talk about it? Because a lot of that is very, very personal. Yeah. And some of it can be embarrassing. Yeah, no, some people, you know, a lot of the the drafting of this are, is mostly conversations at first and, you know, asking deeper questions at why did you feel that way? How did that happen? Can you give me more details? And um, some people you know, we're like, well, I don't want to share this. I, I only want to share that. And that's fair. That's completely fair, right? Um, we have a couple of authors in there who decided to be anonymous. We have three anonymous authors, actually, and they're because they're worried about their safety because of the story they share. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, because of the prejudice um, that they might experience or being targeted. Um, and so that's, you know, I might get to some of your question there. But, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and but we you didn't want to force anyone to share anything they don't want to share. I, we had a couple of people who were really interested in contributing, but they just weren't in the right place yet to share the story that you, they were thinking of. You know, it was still too fresh, or they just weren't quite ready, and that's okay, too. Um, but, yeah. Well, I bet this was a bit of an emotional journey, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, she said. Yeah, uh, well, one of the things that was really, really important to us is, is like, we really wanted to get these people paid because we don't see any money when you do a contract till you right. do, do the final draft. And so we wrote a grant uh, to Sloan Book Foundation to pay them all a stipend ahead of time. Um, and then that's actually the foundation that gave us an extra $5,000 to hire an illustrator. And so we have all these wonderful illustrations for each chapter. And I, I have to say, you know, I, I have the book sitting in front of me. I'm going to give it back to you before, before <laughs> you take off. But uh, I, the illustrations are incredible. Um, they are it, all black and white, but amazing uh, portraits. Yeah, Tiffany uh, Chen is the is the illustrator, and we found her online on like Instagram. But she's uh, she was a graduate student when we um, got her. Who who 
who uh, just happened to like to draw also. Um, she also does watercolor paintings of animals that are quite beautiful. Okay. Oh, wow. Some amazing stuff there. Uh, now, this is uh, Uncharted. The book is titled Uncharted, a collection of, uh, of stories that give voice to common experiences that frequently overlook or, or, or left unspoken. Uh, deeply personal accounts describe not only health challenges, but also the joys, sorrows, humor, and wonder of science and scientists. Hey, um, Skylar, we got to take a short break. Uh, are you able to stick around a little bit? Sure. All right. Keep it right here. More Capital Chat coming your way next on KINY. All right. Welcome back to Capital Chat. I'm Mike Lane, and our guest is Skylar Bear, just like the bear. And we are talking about Uncharted, uh, a wonderful book by Skylar Bear and Gabby Serrato Marks, and uh, some fantastic illustrations in it, portraits. And uh, I think you'd love it. Uh, again, Skylar, are you, are you going to be by yourself at this uh, event over at Harside Books tomorrow night? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm the only author, I think, that lives in Juneau <laughs> in the book. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. All right, well, fair enough. That is uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow, downtown location of Harside Books. And uh, come down and meet uh, Skylar and take a look at the book and learn more about it. Very, very interesting stories behind uh, a lot of this. Um during the break, you were telling me that chapter 11 is one of them that, that really speaks to you, one of your favorite stories in the book. Yeah, um, I believe it's titled The Place I Rest. Um, and uh, it's by Alma Shrag, who is a deaf um, field biologist. She has done research on like bees and birds and all sorts of wildlife. Um, and what she does in this story, and this is one reason why I think the written word can be a lot of fun, is that she it's a series of vignettes, like it's a series of scenes. It's not just like one whole story. And it she goes back and forth between these conferences, scientific conferences she's attended, and then these field research experiences she has. And one of the things that she draws out, you can see, is that during these conferences, and she's deaf, right, um, she can't really access a lot of the information being said. She's trying really hard to lip read, um, which she can do, but it's just so much effort. And a lot of the conference organizers, when she asks for, you know, an interpreter, um, or really anything that could help, um, you know, even even captions can really help, right, uh, for a presentation. Uh, they don't really help her, and, and, and they you see that there's some efforts later on, but it's not even by the conference organizers, it's by a whole bunch of other people. And then, but then in the field, in these small groups of people, they really start to adapt and accommodate her, her what she calls her deaf tempo. Um, and she learns how to identify bird calls from these visual apps. So, right, you record it with an iPhone and you can see all the sound waves. And so she starts to identify visually which bird is which in those. By reading the sound yes, waves. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really amazing. Wow. And one of my favorite things that she brings up is um, about working in bear country and she she talks about how because she's deaf um, and she says her experiences she she doesn't 
try to be quiet because she doesn't really know what quiet sounds like. (laughs) And so she's like, I'm, you know, not really worried about the bears because I'm very loud. And she's like, and people who usually are hearing uh, sort of unconsciously make yourself quiet when you walk and you don't even realize it. So you have to like think about being louder when you're tromping around bear country. So, uh, you know, when they were very, you said they were I'm going to use the word dismissive in conference setting with with her. Uh, How long ago was this? I mean, this is like happening now in the last few years. It's not it's not like an old story. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's you know, it's that's embarrassing. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it really is that 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 society would even uh, have that that attitude in in any kind of a setting, whether it be a conference setting or in a work setting. Yeah. Uh, it, to me, it's a little bit embarrassing that we as a people have not really come all that far. Yeah, you know, there's a saying in the disability community that the American with Disabilities Act should be the floor, not the ceiling, that there's still more work right. to do and more work we can do. And one reason why we've chosen um, a book full of personal stories is that people are primed for stories. Like, that's how we think that, you know, that's how we learn the best, and they're very persuasive. And so, you know, getting to these experiences of bias or discrimination, sharing them in a story form can be much more effective uh, than just telling people facts. <laughs> now, now speaking about story form, uh, let's let's uh, take a hard left here from the book Uncharted. Mm-hmm. By the way, the name of the book. Uh, you are putting on a workshop for storytelling um, connected to mudrooms. Yeah, so I just joined the board of mudrooms, uh, our local storytelling group here in Juneau. And, um, on October 15th from three to 5 PM at the Northern Lights church, uh, I'm going to help run a workshop on, you know, our story factory, I think is sometimes what they're called to, to help people develop their stories. It's really just facilitating brainstorming and, but, you know, cause we're hoping to get more stories for, uh, for the mudroom shows, of course, course uh, anyone can do it but I've had a lot of experience especially with this book helping people craft uh, stories and make sure that they're their uh, own stories and, okay and when is yeah. this workshop with you um, October 15th October 15th 3 to 5 p.m. Um, and Kristen Rankin will also be co-leading it um, at the Northern right. Lights Church. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, three to five p.m. October fifteenth, a workshop on storytelling. Uh, if you are like me, that might be something you need to do. <laughs> I have done the the, the mud rooms in the past, and I did it one time, and everything in my body froze. And when I say froze, I mean petrified. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, uh, it just, everything just went, you're not doing this. Yeah. And it my, happens. My knees shook. My voice shook. I could, my hands were sweaty. I was falling apart. And, uh, I might come to your workshop just, <laughs> just for a little bit of support. <laughs> so, uh, wow, this is very cool. So you're You're doing the mudrooms workshop, uh, October 15th, three to 5 PM Northern light United church. Um, and, Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, downtown location of Hearthside Books. Uh, get down there and meet Skylar Bear and uh, take a look at the book, Uncharted, and how scientists navigate their own health, research, and experiences of bias. And while you're looking at the book, make sure you, you open it up and look at some of the, uh, the drawings, the, the portraits. They're amazing. What's the name of that artist again? Uh, Tiffany Chen. Oh, wow. Yeah. She, she does amazing work. Uh, Skylar, thanks for joining us today. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh man, it's it. it's been a pleasure, and uh, I'm glad you came in. And I hope I hope we get to talk to you again. Me too. I, I know that you, in your line of work, you don't normally uh, stay in one spot for a really super <laughs> long time, but uh, we hope you stick around. And it's always a pleasure to have have folks like you in Juno, and uh, we appreciate the work that you do as well. Yeah. By the way, um, I, thanks for doing it. Uh, well, that fired off right away, didn't it? <laughs> that's all right we're going to stop that right where it's at uh, again thank you so much for your time and uh we'll see you again soon and i'll see you over at mudrooms yeah thank you so much all righty there you go skylar bear and the book again is uncharted uncharted the name of the book and the event is tomorrow night downtown uh hearthside books seven o'clock and uh hope to see you down there all right you have a fantastic day thanks for joining us for capital chat